Many of us have a deep fascination with rock climbers. Big wall climbers in particular captivate our wonder and attention as we marvel at their daring feats of courage. And in the movie Alone in the Wall from Cinder Films, fans are introduced to a new breed of climber and the most breathtaking alpine style of all. In the high stakes game of free solo climbing, Alex Honnold is the best in the world. Free soloing is climbing a route without a rope. No protection, nothing. There's no room for error. If you fall, you're gonna die. Now, the master free soloist is after the biggest and scariest game of all, Yosemite's iconic 2,000-foot wall of Half Dome. Northwest face of Half Dome with that rope. There isn't anything else I can think of that requires that kind of concentration for that length of time with the penalty being certain death if you make any mistake. Alex Honnold is a guy who's distinguished himself as a climber doing amazing things. Climbing the big wall of Half Dome without a rope is what he's best known for, but he says there's more to him than that. I hate to be defined as a free soloist. Like, I spend like 99% of my time climbing with a rope, climbing with my friends. So it's kind of annoying to be like pegged as the free soloist, you know, because that's just like a small part of what I do. At the 2010 Banff Mountain Film Festival, I had the chance to talk to Alex about his life in climbing and what makes this reluctant free soloist tick. I'm James Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. And I, I gotta tell you, as I was preparing for this interview, I, I was really concerned that I was gonna ask you the same questions that everyone else has been asking yeah. you. The last thing I wanna do is pigeonhole anybody. Well, I, I understand how everybody has the same questions about soloing, and it's not, you know, I don't have any problem with everybody always asking, like, how do you feel about risk? How do you feel about death? Like, you know, wh what draws you to soloing? Um, I mean, I understand how everybody wonders those questions. But it's just, you know, I guess I just get tired after a while. I mean, because I know that, you know, each audience wants to know, like, how, how risk affects my life, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just such a small part of my life. I think about it so little in my normal life. You know, my life is about climbing. Like, I go out with a rope. I, you know, I go climb with my girlfriend or whatever. Like, it's all super mellow. It's really fun. And one of the people on my blog asked me to ask you the following question. Are you fearless? No, I'm definitely not fearless. Like that's that's retarded. Even within uh, even within climbing, I get scared. And then outside of the climbing world, I'm probably the same as anybody else. You know, like public speaking, I get kind of nervous. I mean, I'd say I might be slightly better than some people at like controlling my fear, just controlling my mind, maybe. You know, forcing myself to do something that feels unpleasant or that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. But um. You know, I bet like Buddhist monks are like twice the men I am for all that kind of stuff, you know. And I'm, I'm curious to know where that comes from. I mean, where, where, where do you get the ability to maintain your composure well enough to be able to make such a high climb in a, in a relatively short period of time without a rope? I think a large part of controlling yourself or controlling your fear, at least for me, is a rationally being able to separate what you're only afraid of and what is actually dangerous. Like, because some things are scary and then some things are dangerous. And so a lot of people, they just, you know, they feel a lot of fear, but for no real reason, you know, because they're not truly in danger. Like plenty of people climbing on a rope are just gripped out of their mind. And, you know, and I am too sometimes. But I think one of the things that I'm fairly good at is rationally telling myself, even though you're scared, 
it's okay to keep like it's not this isn't truly a dangerous situation obviously this doesn't apply as much to soloing because that's always kind of dangerous but i think that mentally i can you know tell myself like you will continue doing this because you will be okay even though i don't really want to so what was the appeal to, to actually do it full time living out of your van going down the valley and spending time like that well it wasn't like i consciously you know decided like now i'm going to climb full time it was more like now I'm going to go down to Joshua Tree because it's winter, you know, and then as soon as the season starts to change a little bit, it's like, now I'm going to go to Utah for a little while. And it's like, oh, now I'm going to go to Yosemite and now I'm going to go to wherever. And it's like, you know, I wasn't consciously like, I'm going to make a life out of climbing. It was more like, you know, a four-year road trip just kind of naturally evolved because I was like, oh, now i got to go here and now i got this project here and now that I'm feeling pretty fit, I should go try this other thing. And like, now that I learned how to trad climb, I should go try this route somewhere else. You know, and it's just like one thing leads to another and pretty soon you just spent the last, I mean, I can look back, you know six seven years and be like all i've been doing is climbing you know and it's not like i ever chose like i'm going to spend the next seven years climbing it's just it turned into one long climbing trip i'm like well you know it's pretty cool but actually it's kind of weird now because all my friends are like getting their doctorates and stuff you know they've all finished their masters they have nice jobs like all my friends from school back in sacramento and stuff you know they're getting married and i'm like you know I've been climbing. So is your goal exclusively to live in the moment and follow the weather as climbing will allow you to, to go wherever? Well, I mean, that sounds a little too hippie or whatever, because I mean, I am planned through the next six months. Like I've, I've got plane tickets to places. I'm like going to certain climbing areas. But I mean, it's pretty basic. You know, I'm going to new places. I want to climb on new rock and, you know, just following, you know, what I want to do. We start off this conversation talking about free selling because I think that's what a lot of people know you for. Hmm. There's a lot of people out there who really, really admire what you do and what you've done. What do you have to say to someone who might be interested in emulating your career you know, relative to achieving the same degree of success that you have, not necessarily in free sewing, but to become a professional rock climber who has the, the freedom and the ability to travel and to climb all over the world the way you do? I mean, I think if anybody wants to be a professional climber like this, they already either they already are or they already know that they will be kind of, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm, a, I'm answering this question to like two people in the country, you know, like if you can climb that well, like you already know you can climb that well. You know, if you're kind of hoping like, oh, you know, I wish I could climb that well, that's kind of different. I mean, see, I'm lucky, like I don't actually climb that well in the grand scheme of like European sport climbing and like hard grades and all that stuff. You know, like I climb at, you know, a somewhat moderate level compared to like the actual true elite. But like I'm just lucky that the type of climbing that I like to do, like these big solos and just you know big days like that, happens to be what people find the most amazing. You know what appeals to like a broad audience the most. So I mean I just happen to you know just get lucky that my little niche you know that I'm that I'm into just happens to be a good good place for me. You know if somebody who isn't into soloing or whatever like wants to be a professional climber like they better climb like pretty damn hard you know. And they probably already do, you know what I mean? Like, they already know if they climb that hard. It's kind of like, if you want to be a pro tennis player, like, you already know if you're going to be a pro or not, you know what I mean? Like, you've already played your entire life, you've already played through college, you've already played, like, semi-pro. You know, no one's just going to be like, I'm going to be a pro tennis player. Because, like, it takes a lifetime, you know? You can't just get into it. You know, just like I've been climbing for 15 years or whatever. So it's literally just a matter of taking it on as... as a career, not necessarily a career path, a lifestyle well, path. Perhaps. Yeah, because if someone had told me when I was like 10 or 11, like now you need to train for the next 15 years so that you can travel all the time, I'd be like, F that. I'm just going to get a normal job and then just go on vacations like normal people. You know, because like in a lot of ways, that's way easier. But, it, you know, I never looked at it as training for 15 years. I looked at it as like having fun for 15 years. And then now it just so happens that I get to get to travel a lot and it's awesome. 
you know, if I was getting paid to do this, well, I mean, I am getting paid to do this, but if I was being paid by the hour or something, this was my job, it would be heinous, you know, like, because I do a lot of things to climb that, um, that if it was a job, like, I would never do it, you know, like carrying big loads and getting up super early and hiking really far. You know, if I was getting paid as a day laborer to do that, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is the worst job ever. But because I want to do it, you know, you're super psyched. What will it take for you to stop doing what you're doing? I mean, at what point do you see yourself doing something else? I don't really see myself doing something else. I mean, I sort of assume that as I get older, I'll probably, you know, fall into other other avenues or whatever. Like, I can I can envision myself being real passionate about other causes or, like, you know, having side projects that I care about more or, like, maybe having a family someday or whatever. But, um, you know, there's no plan. I'm, I'm sure at some point, you know, I'll, I'll probably stop pushing myself quite as hard at some point. Like, when I'm old, I'm going to be so chill. I can't wait. You can check out Alex Honnold and his life in climbing in the movie Alone on the Wall, part of the First Ascent series, now on DVD at cinderfilms.com. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. Music this week by Chad Perrin. The Joy Trip Project is brought to you thanks to the support of our sponsor, Patagonia. Find more of their new media and conservation initiatives online at thecleanestline.com. Thanks for listening. But, you know, we want to hear from you. Drop us a note with your questions, comments, or criticisms to info at joytripproject.com or find us on Facebook. Until next time, take care.